Welcome back to the Education Leaders Takeover of Leadership Amplitude. We rejoin the conversation with Roz, Brittany, and Madison as we continue to talk through changes that happen to us, the process of grief that occurs after a change, and the tools we can use to move past any resistance we're feeling to that change. What are some tools that we have for teachers that are feeling pretty change fatigued? So one of the, I think, the core concepts when you think about change fatigue, you you look at it based on, it's a stress response. And when we've got a stress response, we tend to look at what helps us to build resilience. So resilience is, you know, at the core, you've got to take care of yourself. And you can say it over and over and over again, but doing it is where it really matters. But it's the simple things of self-care as an individual, of getting outside and eating right and getting sleep so that you build up that resilience physically and mentally to be able to approach what might be happening next. We've all experienced having to use some resilience in the past year. Madison, I know last January you had started a new health journey. Tell us about how that changed. For me, I had gotten up every single morning, gone to the gym. That was part of my routine that gave me some sanity, right? It was helping me see things clearly. I was feeling better. It gave me control. And so I lost that. My gym closed. My routine was thrown off. I could no longer get up and go, you know, do do my exercising that I had done to take care of myself. And so I had to stop and really think, what is it that I have control over? What can I do to move forward? It may not look the same, but movement is movement, right? And so for me, I would schedule in every single day a walk, and I would put it on my calendar so that I I would almost force myself to go walk in the neighborhood or on my treadmill just to have that sense of routine there, that self-care part of it. But again, just to be moving forward, to be doing something to overcome what I felt like, you know, was a very overwhelming situation. That was a perfect example. So Brittany, what does resilience look like for you? And resilience is really bringing awareness to what your journey through a change curve might look like. You know, sometimes I'll say about myself, okay, I'm going through a little bit of a valley here. I'm not going through the peak right now. I'm stuck in this and I I know I'm feeling discomfort in this moment and I know I'm feeling challenged and I know that I'm in a period of change. There's been a couple different phases of change through the pandemic where we've had changes or discomfort personally or professionally figuring this out and we'll pause there and say, okay, this is not going to feel good. For me, working on self-development helps me feel control and helps me build resilience. Ross, can you talk more about why that is? So you're developing skills now that they're going to help you in the future. You're going to be able to leverage these skills when, I don't want to say when things get back to normal because we don't know what that's going to look like, but there is never a, there's never going to be a time when we aren't experiencing change and it will be the constant that stays with us. So as you go through this, you're developing skills, and every time we go through that change curve, it helps us to make the next time around a little bit easier and smoother, and we get more resilience as a result of that. So even though it is very challenging, it's it's a great time for skill development. Oftentimes easier said than done. Roz, what are some other skills we have to get through change? There's also a lot of power in 
the team aspect and not going through this alone that can help to process it. So everybody's going through that curve at a, maybe a little bit of a different pace, but if you've got others that are going with you or others who might be just a little ahead and can kind of give you that boost to move through, maybe to see things in a little bit of a different way, or that you see others who have gone through and, you know, there's hope at that point when you see that they they processed it and you can adapt to um, to what they're doing sometimes a little bit easier. So it's harder now in the virtual environment to build that connectedness. And so it has to be very intentional that people have the opportunities to come together to talk about this. So not just talk about here are the technical things that we're having to learn, here's how I'm delivering a lesson, those types of things, but also here's how I'm adapting to the change. Here's how I'm processing this and staying resilient. I think there is a space here to even deepen current communities by having language around the change curve and asking each other how we're doing on the change curve and learning from each other on how we've moved through it. What we've seen from our perspective at the Leadership Institute is just that sense of community. So I think sharing with others and being willing to have conversations and just being open and the grace and understanding. I think there's just a large community, but for anyone you talk to, you immediately feel a little bit closer to them um, given the circumstances because everyone has, you know, stories and understanding of things they've learned and how they've grown or things they've experienced in this time. And so I feel like that sense of community is something to rely upon and know is there if you are in um, a little bit of a challenge and you're looking for other support. I think folks are very quick more now than ever to be there for each other um, and to help in any way they can. Folks are willing and usually able to, to be a sounding board if nothing else. So, Brittany, we've had some huge changes on our team. What are some skills that you've seen us use to get through the changes? This moment in time, to your point of, you know, what do we use? What are the skills that we find ourselves being the um, case studies, if you will, of our own curriculum and content? And for me, what's been really exciting is it's what we teach. It becomes something that you're very comfortable with, that you can um, facilitate, you know, eyes closed, right, anywhere, any place. And then moments like this really cause you to see content in a different way. So hearing Roz talk through the change curve, that's something that we talk about and or here, you know, at the Institute, well, then you start to apply it to this. And so the skills I see us using are the things that we present to students, which is what is always excited. I know all of us on the philanthropic side of the Institute is that we really practice what we teach and we also are bringing our educators and students the best of what we have to support them. And so as I think about it, you know, we talk mindset. Again, you know, easy concept to understand, very hard concept to apply. To jump in real quick, mindset has been a skill that I've been leaning on quite a bit. It is the belief that our abilities are not fixed, but that we can actually enhance them with effort. And I've had to have self-talk moments where I say, I am far from perfect at virtual facilitation, but look how far I've come. Yeah, we talk about the via shrink. There's numerous times I've thought about that where I'm finding myself struggling in the change curve, you know, and again, bouncing back to that resistance phase. Well, how can I use my signature strength to help me through this? 
even if it's something I don't enjoy all that much. And I see all of us on the team doing that as well to look at all of these different things that we regularly talk about, these concepts and models. The beauty of self-awareness is that you're never done. So I think we are all um, on our team experiencing new levels of awareness through this virtual environment and through this environment where we're really not getting to interact with students in the way we would like for our partners in the classroom. And I think that is, of course, just bringing some new thoughts, some new growth to how we talk about this with students. This change that none of us, of course, saw coming, I think, brings a lot of ways where we become inspired by seeing how others react. Madison, what is one more skill that you can add in our toolbox to react to change? Thinking about navigating um, the unprecedented times that we're in is <laughs> just to continue having grace with yourself and understand that we're all going through something that is new to everyone. You know, it's, it, it's challenging for everyone. And so there's some grace in that. You're not having to navigate it alone. Um, And so just really reach out for that support, but be graceful and kind with yourself as as you're dealing with the changes. On our next episode, we dive into a tool that can remind us that even though change is hard, we can stick to the process and make it out the other side. Until then, make sure to connect with us on LinkedIn and visit our website, truestleadershipinstitute.com. Our executive producer is Anna Sladen. Senior producer for this episode is Hannah Costello. Episodes were also produced by Brittany Brown, Madison Hester, Kevin Ortiz, and Roz Guerreri. Editing and engineering by Hannah Costello with a little bit of help from Anna Slayton. Leadership Amplitude is a podcast production of Truist Leadership Institute. All rights reserved.